Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. Ah, my favorite Frank Sinatra song, The Summer Wind. Maybe you're going to see Steve Maglio tonight at the Cutting Room. Also performs at the Carnegie Club every Saturday. Does a great Sinatra like Piscopo. Check out Maglio later on tonight. You know, President Trump said that he'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. So last week, I took Gabriel to the Met Yankee game. So I didn't make it out to Bedminster when he spoke after the arrest. And then uh, next Thursday night... My friend Carrie Lake, who was on this show yesterday, she's going to have a book party with Trump at Bedminster. Again, Sergio Gore invited me to that, but I've got my red carpet premiere for Gravesend on Long Island, so it looks like I can't make it that night either. So the two nights for Bedminster, New Jersey, to go see my friend Trump, I have something else going on. Every other night i got nothing going on, nothing. I mean nothing. One of these nights, Gore is going to call me. I'm going to make it there, and hopefully not only will President Trump be there, but my favorite Trump, his daughter-in-law married to the great Eric, Lara, will be there too because she has been such an integral part of this show's most recent huge success. Here she is again, Lara Trump. Good morning, Lara. Oh, good morning. Well, Sid, I was going to say, why don't you stop being so popular and getting invited <laughs> everywhere? This is, I mean, that's a good problem to have. It could be the opposite. It know? is, but I'm dying to go out there and see your father-in-law and everybody. I really am. I'm dying to do it. And uh, the two nights in the last two weeks I'm busy, that happened to be the uh, the same night. I know your father-in-law was uh, upset last night. He has a right to be. I thought his analogy was great. You know, basically, they've given... Hunter Biden, a traffic ticket, and again, I know it's an old story, Lara, but if this was your husband, Eric, Donald's son, or your brother-in-law, Donald Jr., Donald's son, it would not go this way now, would it? I mean, it's just, it's so laughable, Sid, because everyone knows that. If we didn't come to a complete stop at a stop sign and kind of rolled through, (laughs) they would love to lock us up for that. We know we would get the maximum (laughs) sentence, but I think this is the real problem here in America, and it is so blatant, and it is so obvious, and it is such an issue for our country, because if people do not trust a fundamental institution like our justice system, how do we continue to function as the United States of America? How are we the beacon of freedom and hope for the rest of the world? And we cease to exist in many ways as that if we allow this stuff to continue. I think it is insane that it took them five years to investigate, and you have to lose that, use that term very loosely, the Hunter Biden <laughs> situation. If you look at a rapper, Kodak Black, he got three years for just the gun situation that Hunter Biden found himself in, yet somehow there was no perp walk. 
somehow there was no photo of him in handcuffs. Somehow we never saw him in a courtroom, paraded around like, of course, they did to my father-in-law. It is, it's really upsetting, I think, for a lot of people to see what's happened with Hunter Biden. And that's not even the really upsetting part, truly, if you take a look at what happened with Burisma, with the $5 million payments to both Joe Biden and Hunter Biden that are alleged to have happened. And what does that mean for our national security? How do we know that Joe Biden, when he's in the Oval Office, and we know he often forgets where he is, Sid, how do we know he's making uh, judgments based on what he thinks is best for the country and not best for the Biden family pockets? We don't. It is frightening. It is crazy. And all of it, I think, leads us to a very dark spot in America. It really does. You just put it perfectly, Lara. That's why you're great. And on every couple of weeks, you uh, you said it right. Uh, there is no question Joe Biden is compromised. They've made money, whether it's China, the Ukraine. We know the story about the, the mayor's wife in Moscow meeting Hunter Biden as well. And then you've got Chris Clark, Lara, who's Hunter Biden's lawyer on MSNBC yesterday. And he had the nerve to say he did not say see any proof, any, of any criminal activity on Hunter Biden's laptop. Let's start with smoking crack. Last I checked, that was illegal, no? I mean, smoking crack, the prostitutes, it's a treasure trove of illegal activity. I mean, I I can't even imagine if one person in our family even... They, you know, it's like the thought police now. Is you were literally in like George Orwell's 1984. If you're conservative and you think the wrong thing, you feel like they're going to lock you up. Hunter Biden, are you kidding me? It's a joke. But Sid, the the problem here too is that they want us to think, well, that's the end of it. Let's all just wash our hands of the Hunter Biden situation. Let's stop talking about Hunter. He's been sentenced. That's it. You know, they they've investigated. It's over. Are you kidding me? What this all means for America overall, the, there's so much more there to investigate. There's so much more corruption within this family as it relates to Hunter. We are not done with this, but I assume they think that we're all just stupid. We're going to say, oh, yeah, don't forget it. Yeah, they investigated. They found everything's on the up and up. We're all good to go. They punished him a little bit. It's ridiculous, and it's insulting to the American people. Well, the good news is, to your point, Lara, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, I know your father thinks he's doing a fine job. He did say yesterday, yes, Hunter Biden got a sweetheart's deal, but this is what the Bidens don't want to hear, and that is that uh, the House Oversight Committee and James Comer will continue their investigation, and if, in fact, they could provide bank records and some more proof on the Bidens getting money, and they say they've got 17 tapes which do exactly that, this thing is far from over. So I'd be very careful if I was Joe Hunter and those boys to do a victory lap this morning, because like you said, we are still going at them, just like they do with your father-in-law every day. The difference is he's not a criminal, the Bidens are. Oh, well, exactly right. I, and I look, I think all of this really, um, I, I wonder oftentimes how the rest of the world views us right now. It's There's no doubt we are in a weakened position on the world stage because of this. There's no doubt that China is laughing at us, that, uh, you know, it, all of our adversaries, all of our allies are laughing at us right now. And you think back, you know, there, there's so much that's happened, I feel like, since my father-in-law was president of the United States. Don't forget, Sid, the first time they impeached Donald Trump, why was it? It was over that phone call to Ukraine. Why was that such a big deal? So many people were like, what is going on with this? Why are they impeaching him over a phone call? Well, likely we would have found out, or Donald Trump would have found out, all the information that is coming out now 
about the bribery payments from Burisma, this Ukrainian energy company. And it is really interesting when you take a look at the people who got so flustered by this sort of thing, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world and all these swampy people in Washington, D.C. If Americans think for a second this had anything to do with that phone call, you're wrong. It had everything to do with Donald Trump uncovering what a lot of these people in Washington, D.C. have done for their entire careers. How is it they have tens and hundreds of millions of dollars when we know that their salaries are very low as members of the United States Congress because they've all been doing this swampy stuff, too. He probably would have uncovered it then, and they could not afford that. That's one of the reasons they want to keep him out of the White House. He exposed so much. They're terrified he's going to expose more. And it's just really all of it is such a sad time in America. I think the good news is that the people of this country are finally starting to see it. I think that's why they want Donald Trump back there for uh, becoming our 47th president. I did see this morning the CNN poll of all places, Larry Trump. The CNN poll had your follow up about 20 something points. You know, it's, uh, you know, I've got these, uh, I'm in a, a radio studio. So to my left, Lara, is our newsroom. It's very lovely. And we've got these big screen TVs, a lot of them, uh, that I can see. I can't hear them, obviously, but I can see them. So we've got Fox News. We've got a local station, New York One. We've got MSNBC. And all morning long, do you think they're talking about Hunter Biden? Nah, they did like two minutes. Hunter got a deal, and the Republicans are complaining. They're whining. It's a sweetheart deal. But, but they are spending time on August 14th, which is the next trial date for your father-in-law. It is just unbelievable what the media, all right, you, you got to laugh. You got to laugh. Yeah. It's funny how that works out. And. I I think one of the other things we can credit Donald Trump with is exposing the media as well, because I don't think people really understood prior to him running for president and then becoming president, how influential and how impactful the mainstream media and and the the legacy media truly is in the way people perceive certain situations, uh, truly in the way we vote here in America, how we understand everything. And he exposed a lot of that and he showed how biased they truly are. And all you have to do is look at the time spent talking about Donald Trump versus the time spent talking about Joe Biden, the <laughs> Biden family, the corruption we're talking about here. It's I mean, it's a hundredfold on the Trump end. And I think it's zero minutes that the major network spent talking about this Burisma bribe uh, situation, which is, is a national security issue. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, I, I, you know, again, I, I just always go back. To why are they fighting Donald Trump so hard? Why is it they're pushing so much against him and they don't want him back? It's because he continues to expose a broken and corrupt system, whether it's in the United States Capitol, whether it's in the mainstream media. And they want to keep him out of there because this is bread and butter for their pockets and they can't afford to have Donald Trump for four more years. But it's exactly what America needs. And I got to tell you, I've been guilty. Sometimes I criticize your father-in-law. I love him. I'm endorsing him. I want him to win as much as anybody. But I've said things like, ah, lay off DeSantis. It turns out he's been right. He kills Ron. He's up 20 points, 30 points, 40 points. And there was a time, Laura, when I said, okay, enough with the rigged election. Enough. But I had Carrie Lake on yesterday. She'll be at Bedminster next week. She's got a brand-new book out. And she went through something very similar to Donald Trump in her own race when she went for governor in the state of Arizona. And I have to tell you, Laura, I have a lot of friends, Republicans, who say I'm voting for Trump or I'm voting locally for this Republican. 
But how do I know that my vote is really going to count? So it's not just your father-in-law. Everyday voters have lost a lot of trust in our current election system. Yeah, and you're right. A lot of people like to criticize Donald Trump about continuing to talk about the 2020 election. But quite frankly, what could be more important? For our constitutional republic, what could be more important for the future of America than to know that we all have faith in this election process? If you don't believe we have free and fair elections here in America, what the heck are we even doing here? This country, again, it's not the same country, and it, it, it ceases to exist as America. So I think it is so important, and and he brings it up a lot, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's sour grapes for Donald Trump. He's, it's all a personal thing. It is not a personal thing. He loves this country. There is no one. You, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone in modern times who has given up as much as Donald Trump has yep. for this country, and he's continuing to do it. He's willing to do more, even though they're trying to throw him in jail. What does that tell you about this guy's drive Crazy. and what he wants to see happen? Crazy. We need to know that we have fair and free elections in America. Otherwise, you know, I, I don't know what, what the whole point of any of it is, and a lot of people are concerned about that. There have been a lot of positive moves on that front, on the Republican end of things. But we've got to fight differently, Said We cannot sit back as the same Republican Party that we have been for decades and say, oh, well, we're just going to go vote on Election Day. Absolutely not. Anywhere that it is legal, we need to have a ballot harvesting operation. We need to be going to NRA meetings. We need to be going um, to uh, college campuses. The, the Democrats aren't the only ones that, that can do that. We need to go anywhere people gather and start ballot harvesting just like they do. We need to get our people out to vote early, bank the votes early, and then utilize those people who have already voted to get their friends to go vote. We have to start playing things differently because we need to have such a lead on the Democrats going into Election Day that it really doesn't matter how many suitcases they stuff. We will still beat them fair and square. And I do that, too. So why not play their game? Two more. One of the beauties about having you on, Lara, is I bring on people close to Trump. But you're his daughter-in-law. He loves you like his own child and your children and his grandchildren. And somebody said to me a couple uh, this morning. No. He said to me, you know, your nephew, Baron, he's a young guy. He's still a teenager. He looks like he's a big kid, but he's still a teenager. And he said, I wonder how Barron is dealing with all this. You know, he, he's the president's son. His father's getting arrested seemingly every couple of weeks. He's on television. I know that Melania does a very, very good job of trying to keep that stuff away. But whether it's your nephew, Barron, or the family, how are people dealing with all this legal nonsense they're putting your father-in-law through? Well, I mean, look, Barron, the rest of us, this is uh, unfortunately something we've kind of become used to, this sort of, attack and treatment and um this is not our first rodeo and i'll tell you they really don't make them tougher than those of us in the trump family um and at a certain point i think we we almost in some sad way kind of become numb to it all because i think you have to in order to go forward and i think for all of us we all truly believe that ultimately the truth will come out that ultimately we will have our day and we will be proven right. I mean, like I just talked about with that Ukraine call and the first impeachment of Donald Trump, people really didn't get what was that all about. Well, now we're starting to find out why they needed to do that because they were trying to protect themselves in the D.C. swamp, that disgusting cesspool of people (laughs) there. And so I think the more information that comes out, the better it ultimately will be for my father-in-law, for our family, and we just have to trust in that. We ultimately just have to have faith, and I think we all do. 
We know we're good people. We know we're fighting on the right side of history and fighting for the right causes. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do. And look, you're an unbelievable spokesperson. I say it all the time, Taylor, not just to be nice. I really mean it. I'm sincere. You're outstanding. Your husband's great. You know, Don Jr. does his thing. Kimberly does hers. But uh, your father-in-law did admit this week that, uh, you know, Ivana and Jared, they're not going to be doing a lot of stuff this time around, if anything at all. You okay with that? Family okay with that? They're kind of disassociating themselves with uh, your father's next presidential win? Well, I think people really will never appreciate um, how how rough it really was for Jared and Ivanka. And, you know, you have to remember, they went into the White House. They truly had the greatest intentions. They wanted to make great changes for this country and do things they thought would be positive. And they did on so many fronts. You I mean, your Jared, your Jared with the, the accords, yeah. they're amazing. Absolutely. Uh, all of the, the, the achievements and movements forward for women, Ivanka worked on so many causes for, for women, for mothers. And so they really did a lot of great things. They never took a paycheck. They went to D.C. and they took their family there with the greatest of intentions. And, man, it was really tough on them overall. And so I think to, to see a family who at this time says, look, just for, for our nuclear family, for, for Jared, Ivanka, and their three kids, um, I think being able to take time and say we need to focus on our family right now directly and we kind of want to step away from this, don't don't get it wrong. They are 100% supportive of my father-in-law. They will be there anytime he asks them to be there. Anytime they, they know that they should be at an event, they will be there. And, and that's not at all what, what I think anyone is, is saying, you know, from their perspective. They just want to distance themselves a little bit because it was really yeah. very tough on them. And I give them a lot of credit for hanging in there and still doing great things as well. And I give you a lot of credit for another great conversation, an honest, brilliant, terrific conversation. And I love when you're on, Lara. I really, really do. So thank oh, you for. Well, thank you. <laughs> I mean it. Thank you for stopping by again. And one of these days, whether it's Bedminster or Mar-a-Lago, I'm going to be there. So just be ready. Okay. Let's stop being so popular, Seth. I got to tell you again. You're just too much. Well, thank you. Thank you, Larry. You're the best. Thank you so much. That was a great conversation. Man, I love that lady. Larry Trump right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning.